Welcome to Advaya Talks, a collection of recordings from some of our favourite events and gatherings. Advaya is a global platform for transformative education that explores what it means to be alive today. Looking at how we relate to the world around us, we connect ecology, spirituality and community to inspire inner transformation for outer change. Advaya was started by sisters Ruby and Christabel Reed. To find out more, you can visit us at advaya.co. Satish Kumar, a long-term peace and environmental activist, joins us in this talk with his characteristic humour and warmth to discuss the most urgent challenge for young people today, namely what kind of world we are going to face in a matter of years. He discusses the role of the highly educated in environmental destruction and the ways in which our systems of higher education have failed to provide us with the values or vision that will help us protect our planet. He urges young graduates to, in fact, not look for a job and to not be lured in by the multinationals and governments and big corporations, most of which are instrumental in causing huge environmental damage. Instead, he encourages us to create our own jobs which are environmentally sustainable and will work towards protecting our planet. Thank you very much, um, all of you. What a good turnout. <laughs> Young people coming to listen to an old man. Guess how old I am. <laughs> I'm 81. <laughs> Young. 81 years young. I was 25 when I was inspired by Bertrand Russell, who was 90. At age 90, he was protesting against the nuclear weapons. And he was arrested. He was a true activist, peace activist. And he was fined 20 pounds. And he refused. So the judge said, you have to go to jail. He said, yes, I'll go to jail. And so he was sent to jail for one week. And I was 25 years old at that time, sitting in a cafe, reading this newspaper and this news. And when I read this, I said to my friend, E.P. Menon, you mentioned, said, who was with me, look, read this news. He's a man of 90 going to jail for peace in the world. And what are we doing, young men here, sitting, drinking coffee? So that was the decision. The young, two young men were inspired by a 90-year-old Bertrand Russell going to jail for peace in the world. So sometimes old can inspire the young. <laughs> so I hope that whatever we have to say, and now young people are supporting older generations if they are truly radical and imaginative and visionary. I'm delighted that Jeremy Corbyn is being supported by lots of young people. That's the good news. So, the most urgent challenge for the young people is what kind of world 
you are going to not only inherit, but you are going to face in few years. When you leave your universities, when you leave your university, one advice I can give you is don't go and look for a job. Because most of the jobs you are going to look for are environmentally very destructive. Whatever big company you will join, multinationals, governments, corporations, most of them are environmentally damaging corporations and businesses. So one inspiration I want to give you is don't go and look for a job but create your own job. That's the second part of challenge. And that's where you need imagination. You need ecological entrepreneurship, social entrepreneurship. You need courage. And you need to be fearless. You need to be prepared to take risk. To live is to risk. If you want a cushy job, now you have a university degree, you are MA, you are PhD, etc., etc. Now you want 50,000 pounds a year, 100,000 pounds a year, big job in big corporation. Yes, you will have a car, you will have yachts, you will have big house. All those things you will have maybe, but all those things are not going to help the planet Earth. So I would like you to create jobs which are going to help the planet Earth, which are ecologically sound and sustainable, environmentally sustainable. That's a big challenge. I would like you to go away this evening from here. I'm not going to join these big corporations, destructive corporations, BP and Tesco and Marks and Spencer and all these things I was reading today. 90, what, nine, what was the Guardian today? Nine million or 90 million people die. Nine million, nine million is it? Nine yeah, nine million people die every year because of air pollution, water pollution, soil pollution. What are we doing? We are supposed to be intelligent, educated, Oxford, Cambridge, UCL, LSE, all these big, big university people, they are all working there. The environmental destruction is not being brought about by uneducated peasants, uneducated men and women living in poor countries. The environmental destruction is being brought about by highly educated Oxford, Cambridge, Harvard, Yale, UCL, LSE, these big, big universities in France or, or Russia or China or India, wherever, big, big universities. So education by itself, without some other values, without other vision, is dangerous. You are being educated to go and join the system which is destroying our air and creating climate change and global warming. And these jobs are 
polluting our water. At the moment, there is more plastic in the oceans than the fish. See the film called Plastic Ocean. Here, David Attenborough talking about plastic because he goes and makes films on marine life. And he tells you how much plastic he finds in the oceans. And soil and animals. Farmers no longer touch the soil. Farmers do not anymore do agriculture. It's a factory farming. Chemicals, fertilizers, pesticides, poisonous things put in the soil. We see soil as a dead soil. No life. Unless you put fertilizers, poisonous chemicals into the soil, you think we will not get any food. As if before the chemicals were invented, humanity did not exist. And they did not eat food. So, all our infrastructure, Heathrow terminals, is it the third terminal, fourth terminal they want to build? Sixth. Eh? Sixth. Fifth, fifth terminal, is it? Six. Six. They built five, they want to build another. Six one. Wow. <laughs> and, and a runway, what is the other one they want to build? The third. Huh? Third. Third? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and all these railways and motorways and banks and all the infrastructure that we want to create. But no water, clean water, no clean air, no clean soil. And we have all the railways and airports and, and all the uh, roads and all the motorways and all the car factories and all the other manufacturing going on. Okay, what are we going to eat? What are we going to drink? What are we going to breathe? This is why ecology is relevant. I was invited to speak, like you have kindly invited me to speak here, to you young people, students. I was invited to speak at LSE. And the learned professor, lady professor, welcomed me very nicely, who was going to chair the meeting. And I said, Madam, can you tell me where is your department for ecology? She said, Satish, we don't have department for ecology. We are a school of economics. I said, but do you know the word economics and ecology come from the same root? The Greek word, ekos, and nomos, and logos. The three words which make ecology and economics. So economics means the two words, ekos and nomos. Ecos in Greek means home. Now, in the wisdom of the Greek philosophers, the entire planet is our home. In the universities, when they study ecology, they don't really study ecology. They study one particular species, and they think, I'm an ecologist. <coughs> but actually, if you're an ecologist, you study the entire planet and how all the species fit together, and then you can specialize in one particular area, it doesn't matter. Within the holistic context of the entire planet home, Earth home, Earth is our one common home. 
That's ecos. And nomos means management. How we manage this planet Earth. And logos means knowledge. So I said to this learned professor, I said, you are teaching your young students from all over the world. They come from China, from India, from Africa, from South America, from all over Britain, from all over America, all over the world. You are teaching them how to manage the planet Earth, but they don't know what is planet Earth. Logos means knowledge of the planet Earth. Planet home, Earth home, knowledge. How are you going to manage something which you don't know? Therefore, I suggest to you that you change the name of your university and call it LSEE, London School of Ecology and Economics. And that will put your university into every newspaper, headlines. LSE takes the lead to protect our environment, to protect our planet Earth. We should know where we are before we can manage it. And so, all our universities teaching us many, many subjects. Latest is the artificial intelligence. All the technology, all the science, and particularly business studies, science and business, and particularly economic studies, and more particularly political studies. No students are taught and not much about the basics of our environmental sustainability. That's the foundation for all our politics, economics, science, technology, anthropology, psychology, whatever subject you are learning, the fundamental foundation of all our studies should be how we live on this earth sustainably. If you don't know how to eat, proper food, if you don't know how to breathe proper air, and you don't know how to drink proper water, and you don't have proper, clean, healthy water in our oceans and our rivers, and, and these plastic bottles are, water is already pollu being polluted by being in plastic. So, this should be the fundamental to all our universities, all our education. But we have forgotten. Ecology, environment, air, water, we take it for granted. Like we take our mothers for granted. We take our fathers for granted. Sometimes we take our wives or husbands for granted. We take our children for granted. And that's where relationships break down. I have been married for 45 years. I never take my wife for granted. Every morning when I come, I give new love, fresh love. I say, darling, beautiful darling, my beloved, how lucky I am that you are still with me after 45 years. Can you imagine with a man like him, this man, with warts and all, so many bad things, so many shortcomings, so many faults I have, and yet you are with me. I never take it for granted. You are so wonderful. So we, every morning we have to do the same to our Mother Earth. Mother Earth, we cannot take you for granted. And water and air, our basics. We are, we are nature. Nature is not just out there. 
<clears throat> the trees and the mountains, the forests and the rivers. We are made of earth, air, fire, water, the basic elements, the four elements. And I call the fifth element imagination. We are made of earth, air, fire, water. These are the physical, physics, physical elements. And there's a, one metaphysical element without which we cannot exist. And there's imagination. But our universities do not encourage imagination. Our business and industry do not encourage imagination. Our politics and economics do not encourage imagination. If anything, our industrial system discourages. Don't use your imagination, just follow the rules. Bottom line, make the profit. That's all. Using your imagination is not something we encourage in our young people or in the society in general. So if you have an industrial system, economic system, political system, which becomes the enemy of imagination, and then more or less enemy of air, fire, water, the four elements, what kind of society you are going to inherit and face in the future. So this is the challenge. I, and this is what I have been doing as editor of Resurgence for 43 years. And now we have new editor, Greg Neal, who is sitting there. Resurgence magazine has been promoting and presenting this an ecological, holistic, imaginative way of life and way forward. If we can embrace these, then of course, everything else is fine. We need other things. We need infrastructure. We need science. We need technology. We need business. We need everything. But not at the expense of our basic mother earth, not at the expense of our earth, air, fire, water, and imagination. If you cannot guarantee this very simple, basic human rights, never mind other human rights, my human rights, everybody's human rights is that we must have clean food, clean water, clean air, air, I mean, Friends of the Earth is campaigning for clean air. Client Earth took government to court and won because our air in London is so polluted. We cannot have all the infrastructure and all the business and profit and economy and banks and everything else. And Brexit at the moment is the greatest distraction. We have forgotten everything else, just Brexit for breakfast, Brexit for lunch, Brexit for dinner, <laughs> Brexit in sleep, Brexit, Brexit, Brexit. It's like a mantra. Brexit has become a mantra. When I chant mantra of Om Shanti, Om Shanti, Om Shanti, people say to me, oh, you are sort of flaky, wishy-washy, mantra chanting, Indian, okay. But I say, but you are chanting, you are chanting mantra, Brexit, 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 Brexit. Which mantra is better? <laughs> so that's the biggest distraction. And when they say Brexit, we want to bring control back from Brussels. Are they genuine? Are they sincere? Are they authentically bringing control back to Britain? Or are they saying, now we'll take control back from Brussels and give it to Washington? Give it to Beijing? Give it to New Delhi? We want to be global Britain, global players. How many we can, out of 60 million British, how many of us can become global players? Only 1% of them or 2% of them. 99 or 98% of us are living in England for, or Britain for our everyday life. And if you can bring control back 
from Brussels to to London, but also to uh, Liverpool and Lincoln and York and Durham and and Birmingham and Manchester and Devon and Cornwall and everywhere else, and all our arts and crafts and agriculture and manufacturing and making things for our own well-being that will be something Brexit to be considered but that is not the policy of the government and so I think Brexit is a big con almost and big distraction and so ecology relevant for our time is the most important subject and uh, I would like you to be inspired even as an old man speaking to you, be inspired and help all the three panelists you have today. We are all engaged, we are all activists, we are engaged in this campaign for the planet Earth, Mother Earth, our one single home for everybody, one humanity. And that is, we want for researchers and ecology magazine you to contribute, to read, to spread, so that everybody knows about environmental issues. We want you to join Friends of the Earth and support and be the members and uh, join the campaigns and we want you to vote for Green Party. <laughs> so that way we can have a new movement of young people not only supporting Labour Party and Jeremy Corbyn but supporting the environmental sustainability for the future of the world. I hope these words are useful to you and it inspires you and I hope you can become an activist like we are. I became activist at age 25 listening to 90-year-old Burton Russell, I hope you can become activist in the same way. Thank you very much. You've been listening to Advaya Talks. If you liked what you heard, consider exploring our online courses with the leading minds of our time at advaya.co.